el perreo intenso acaba de comenzar. Acperreo. 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 Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Suelo Perez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores. And we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. And each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And this week we're back. El perreo intenso acaba de comenzar. <laughs> exacto, exacto. We're back from what felt like a really long break. I hope you missed us. We missed you, although we it was also you. really nice. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna we lie. Needed, we need a little descansito, but we're really happy back, and we're gonna be talking all about all the stuff that we missed this summer. A little summer catch-up. So much happened this summer, incluyendo this. Perreo intenso exactly. that happened in Puerto Rico. What a summer. Yes, on so many levels. Yeah, Let's yeah. <laughs> get started talking about um, what happened in Puerto Rico. So as you all probably know, there were these massive mm -hmm. anti-corruption protests yeah. that were sparked in Puerto Rico after some leaked WhatsApp conversations with the governor and a yeah. few other high-level government officials that, mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't say that the protests were because of what were on the WhatsApp conversations, but it was like the straw, straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. Yeah. After Maria, after seeing so much corruption, mm -hmm. after like the Junta Directiva shit, to see yeah. that shit, like people were just like, hasta aquí llegó la vaina. Yeah. It was so inspiring to see Puerto Ricans just like on the fucking streets. So incredible. Like, dando calle. Do we want to take another listen to this song, which is came directly out of this moment? Yes, let's take a listen. who is on this collab this was one of the songs that came out of there were so many sort of like remixes and songs and stuff that came out of this moment but this one was by Cauti and it's featuring Noriel and Joely Randy and um, also a few other folks like Bry who I've been listening mm -hmm. to a lot this summer Joyce Santana who I've been listening mm -hmm. to a lot this summer Casper yeah. Juanca who I've also been listening to a lot this summer all these like reggaetoneros from La Isla that like yeah. hopped on this mix that gets started with a sample of this newscaster named Jorge Rivera Nieves 
who yeah. in his classic newscaster voice was talking about this perreo combativo, this perreo <laughs> protest that was happening at Fortaleza. And uh, he was just like on the news live talking about it. And he's like, el perreo intenso acaba de comenzar. <laughs> and it's just like, this motherfucker, like people from La Isla know him. He's like a yeah. famous newscaster. So serious. It's hilarious I and know. amazing. And almost, yeah. I just... Right. Lit the internet on fire. It almost seemed like a comedy sketch, you know? It almost seemed like an SNL sketch the way it was so Yeah, it was but so it was like... But it was real. For real, for real. <laughs> it was real. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, and he was talking about this, like, perreo en la fortaleza, which was, you know, I was so fucking inspired by this perreo protest, perreo combativo. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just, like, I seeing know. the photos, the footage. Like, se me paraban todos los pelitos, and I think I probably cried mm. at different points oh. just like watching it i could cry right now it's so I mean, cool it's, it's inspiring i know you were like this is like you were like this is my shit you know this is sort of like brings together all these things that i care about and you were really inspired by it i mean I was yeah too. yeah it's just like i mean i'm a person who does like political work and policy work day in and day out it's my that's my day job that's what pays my bills and, like, I also believe really deeply, as you might imagine, from all the time that I spend doing this shit, <laughs> like, yeah. that culture change is yeah. a really deeply important piece of, like, how we make social change in this world. And I just, like, seeing that, like, it just, like, really, like, wrapped up everything that I believe. It's like, yes, this is how it's possible. This is how we make change, right? Like, yeah. and my, like, my little sister, right, like, sent me mm -hmm. this picture of her arm, like, literally, like, con piel de gallina, mm -hmm. you know? And, she, and I sent her all, like, this video that was, like, you know, it was, like, a Tito el Bambino song. And, mm -hmm. like, there was, like, mm -hmm. all these, like, queer and gorgeous and gender non-conforming weirdos, like, perreando hasta el suelo, mm -hmm. like, for justice on the street. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just so inspired by it. And... I think a lot of people, um, especially in the Puerto Rican diaspora, were yeah. inspired by it. Oh, which, yeah, for sure. Yeah, which is how sort of Radio Menea also got involved in doing like a solidarity perreo here in New York. That was so cool. Tell us about it. Yeah, so basically... Um, my girl, uh, Bembona, who we've had on the podcast, she's an amazing DJ, one of the best DJs in the city, I swear to God, mm -hmm. right now. So Bembona um, and um, this artist called Ojos Nebuloso, she's a photographer, um, were trying to organize a perreo combativo in New York City. And they're like, if you know anybody that can help us with anything, how to do this, like we're artists, we're not, we don't really know how to organize our protests, like let us know. And I was like... I'm your girl, you know? So, mm -hmm. like, I uh, was like, I know how to do that shit. Mm -hmm. So um, we all worked together to, like, you know, get the word out. I did, like, some of, like, the logistical, you know, like, running around, going to the precincts, figuring out what kind of permits we needed, talking to lawyers, like, you know, going to the precincts to pick up, like, this amplified sound permit and whatever. And, um, and you know, like, Bembona and, and Jose Bulosa is, like, really, like, sort of, like, set the vision forth because they're both Puerto Rican. I'm Venezuelan, right. you know, and we're just, right. like, as a show that plays so, so, so much reggaeton, you know, yeah. we're, like, you know, anything that Puerto Rican people are trying to do right now for liberation, and especially if it has to do with Perreo, like, it's, I felt like it was, like, our duty to support. Mm. So... So we had, like, a really sweet fucking protest, like, in the City Hall Park, 
um, music, okay. perreo, protests, fuera Ricky, fuera Wanda, fuera todos esos cabrones. And it was just so, so good. You know, like in, like Joyce Santana says in a verse on this Cauti song, you know, like, se fue R Ricky Rosselló cuando se van los demás, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. it was really fun and it really cool. Really, it's super inspiring. Yeah, it looked really cool. I was sad that I wasn't able to come up free New to New York for it, but I was so impressed with what y'all put together, pulled together in such a short amount of time, you know? And I, yeah, yeah, it's just like, I think it's really... I think it's really inspiring also that, you know, perreo and reggaeton have been so denigrated for so long as sort of like looked down upon, you know, um, marginalized, exactly right. seen as like, you know, in like a very racist and classist way. And then to see it be used in this like incredibly powerful moment and to fuel something that's so um, central to what has happened in Puerto Rico now and the changes that are that have come, like it just feels like. Um, it's just like poetic justice kind of, you know, <laughs> that like yeah. young people um, were able yeah. to bring it, to to use it as this incredible tool that really motivated people. Um, and yeah, for it to be used for good, because there's also a lot of like sexism and, you know, there's like complications in perreo and reggaeton, right? It's not all like, you know, um, uncomplicated, but to have it be right. utilized like as every this tool, genre, you know? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, it's not alone in that. But to have it be utilized as this tool, I think is really inspiring. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, Perez. And I think that, like, actually the fact that it has been denigrated and the fact that it has been, like, a source of, like, literal criminalization, <clears throat> right? Like, right. there were, like, literal police raids on clubs and record stores that sold reggaeton and played reggaeton. Um, you know, I think that that actually is precisely what makes it so powerful. Right. Uh, that, like, it's always been a fuck you to the status quo. It's mm. always been flying in the face of the Puerto Rican elite who, like, would mm -hmm. rather keep, uh, you know, poor people, black people. Um, queer and trans folks. Yeah, mm. queer and trans folks, like, would rather keep all those folks down, right? right? So, like, in Which that was, way, yeah. like, it's actually right. integral to, like, why it worked so well. Right, right. And that was what that ridiculous, like, chat transcript just elucidated was, like, there was just so much, like, making fun of and trash-talking people in all those groups we just mentioned, you know? And so it was just, like, mm -hmm. it was, like, we got a peek inside of these people's heads and it was as fucked up as we thought, you know? But it was just so exactly. blatant. And, like, that they thought that they could do that and have no repercussions was just, like, you know, the, like, the just, like, the gall, right? So um, it's yeah, pretty it's beautiful. fucking that, descaro uh, is what's, what it is. Yeah, yeah. So it was so beautiful that that was kind of what helped fuel their takedown was, like, this particular movement and this particular music. So, yeah, we want to transition to another song that is um, also came out of this particular moment um, and in response to what was happening in Puerto Rico this summer. So the song is Afilando los Cuchillos and it's by Residente, Bad Bunny and Ile. Let's take a listen. La hora de un combo de miles en motora patrullando las 24 horas boricua de cora con el puño arriba a la conquista. No nos va a meter las cabras un pendejo de marista. Según este compadre, mi maíz junto con todas las mujeres son igual de putas que su madre. Tú no eres hijo del cañaveral escoria. Tú eres hijo del cabrón más corrupto de la historia. Disculpen mis expresiones, pero al igual que Ricky, estoy liberando las tensiones. Le doy fuego a la fortaleza como se supone. 
y al otro día voy a la iglesia para que me perdonen. Mejor no quieras probar de qué estamos hechos. Aquí en el monte heredamos el mismo pecho. Tus disculpas se ahogan con el agua de la lluvia en las casas que todavía no tienen techo. Tú no heredaste pecho, tú heredaste un patrimonio y a ti por la noche te persiguen los demonios. La familia que mataste destruiste un matrimonio. Esto va por Lilian y su hijo Juan Antonio. Esto va para que despierte. Esto va por las 4.645 muertes. La hipocresía del país en general. Tirar piedra en Venezuela está bien, pero en Puerto Rico está mal. Esto va para los artistas internacionales y las banderitas de Puerto Rico en las redes sociales. Ninguno de nosotros, los supuestos bandoleros, está acusado de fraude, robo, lavado de dinero. Con todo lo que han robado estos politiqueros, pintamos las paredes del Caribe entero. Y aunque esto no le caiga bien a la gente, para decírtelo en un chat, para eso lo digo de frente. Se tiran a los caseríos, a los puntos de droga, les rompen las casas y por ellos nadie aboga. Nosotros hacemos lo mismo sin delicadeza. Estos criminales le hacemos una redada en fortaleza. Si el pueblo entero quiere que te vayas cara dura y tú te quedas, entonces estamos en dictadura. Solo te apoya tu esposa, la exmodelo, la que piensa que 100 años de soledad la escribió Coelho. Y así son los pocos que te siguen brutos, pero tranqui, afilar navajas, toma un minuto. Somos el rugido de la bandera de Puerto Rico con todos sus tejidos, exigiendo tu renuncia para que nadie salga herido. Todo el mundo unido, no importa el color de tu partido. Esto salió temprano para que te lo desayunes. La furia es el único partido que nos une. Vamos cortante como los cuchillos, sacando chispas hasta llegar al filo. Hay que arrancar la maleza del plantío que ninguno se aproveche de lo mío. El pueblo no aguanta más injusticia. Se cansó de tus mentiras y de que manipulen las noticias. Ey, ey, todos los combos, los caseríos, somos nuestra milicia. Ya no nos coges de pendejo. Eres un corrupto que de corrupto coges consejo. Arranca para el carajo y vete lejos. Y denle la bienvenida a la generación de yo no me dejo. Y quizás tú en tu grupo, como yo en el mío, pero yo no tengo fondo público escondido. De la muerte de los puertorriqueños, yo no me río, PR está en Cabronau, Ricky está jodido. So this came out early, early on. Mm -hmm. July 17. Yeah, I don't remember what day he resigned. I think it was maybe like a week later, maybe. I don't have the dates in front of me. But. Yeah, about. So, I mean, I think one of the things that I thought was super interesting about this was seeing the pace at which different artists came out in support. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, so Bad Bunny, Residente, and Ile, Ile Cabrera, who, you know, has long been like a long time, like sort of political voice also um, over the last few years in Puerto Rico. Um, also Residente obviously has been for a long time. And then Bad Bunny, who hadn't really been very explicitly political, other than like right. that time he showed up at the governor's mansion, like right. in the middle of the night with Residente <laughs> once, but like right. hadn't like right. a, yeah. a, like <clears throat> done a ton of really to totally explicitly political overtures. Um, but like how quickly he sort of like said said something and like mm -hmm. lent his voice to this movement. 
Right. I was just like super fucking impressed with yeah. um with both Ile and with Bad Bunny and with all of like the young artists who lent their voice to this movement really early on. Uh, really it was a lot of the younger artists, right? Like Ile, like Bad Bunny, like the artists on the previous song um, who really jumped on early and you know like the older artists that did were like, you know, Presidente who's always been political, but then like also like Ricky Martin, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah, he you was know, really I early. Think we, really early on. And I think, like, you know, Perez and I, we've talked about this. And I think it's because he's gay. I'm going to say right. it. Shout out gays. Right. You know? Right. And there was so it's much homophobic like... crap in that chat transcript. You know, there was so much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it took the older people, like, a minute, like, days later. And it's just, like, I don't know. Like, I'm glad that people eventually came out and said some shit. So, you know, like, it's, mm-hmm. I guess it's. I, but, but like, to me, like, my cynical side, personally, I was just like, yeah, now it feels really safe now that, like, you've got, like, Bad Bunny, now you've got this, now you've got, like, days right. of other people reacting, and you can right. see that it's safe for you to say your thing, so now you're going right. to say your thing, and, right. like, you're not really taking a political risk, so, I mean, you know, like, J-Lo, yeah. J-Lo me cayó mal, you yeah. know, like, she I don't even shit, remember like, when she said late. something, yeah. Like, way, way late, like, yeah, baby, right. girl, we don't care about your opinion. Right. And maybe it's also points to her disconnection from like the island as like part of the Puerto Rican diaspora, like not that she's not as connected to what's going on there. I don't, I mean, I don't know what's inside her head. I don't I, know. No I, like, I mean, I hear you on being disappointed that people waited and like Mark Anthony took a couple of days and, but I, I would push back a little bit. I feel like someone, especially like him, who's so mainstream has actually still a lot to risk in doing that, even if he did it days after other people had done it. I do think, and I do think the, the other people like in that way put pressure, right? So it's like the more people that spoke out, the more pressure there was on him, I think from, from his like peers, but also his followers to speak out. But I think he still has a lot to, um, a lot to lose in that, in being political in that way. And so I still give him some props for doing it, even if it, he's not going to be um, at the forefront of it. And, and that's frustrating, you know, but I still think it's a political risk and and it, I found it inspiring that like pretty much everybody spoke out. I did think it was interesting. Evie Queen took a while to say something like that surprised me yeah. a little bit. Yeah, she did. She she wasn't as late as like you know like J Lo really to, totally. Yeah, waited I didn't. Until, I didn't like, even was, see like, her. <laughs> safe as fuck, and that's why I was like, por eso me cayó mal. You know, Evie Queen yeah. waited a few days, and like you know, like I was just like, are you gonna say something, girl? Like, pero you know, um, right. I, I I understand. I understand, and also like I think that like. To some degree, like, I'm, like, really inspired by the people that um, that decided to do that. And then to a different degree, I'm just, like, actually, it's, like, the bare fucking minimum of what you can do when you have, like, a, such a huge fucking platform is to, like, use it to speak right. for right. good. And the fact that right. we don't expect that out of people, I think, is really sad. Right. Well, um, so I feel like I'm yeah. just, like, holding people to, like, I want to, I would like to hold people to a higher standard, right? right. Like, right. it's, like, right. I would like to hold people to, like, you know you're already bazillionaires. Like, is it like that big of a deal for you to risk like a future opportunity to be like a double bazillionaire to, you know, I don't know. It's just like, I just like want more of people and maybe that's too much to expect. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. I just, and, and you know, we're, we're going to get into this actually in next week's episode a little bit more. We have an interview with an artist and we talk a little bit about kind of thinking about this moment and po- politics and music. Cause I, you know, I think you and I are very political and we see everything is inherently right. political, but there's definitely like artists and musicians who don't necessarily see their work as political, which I think is really yeah. fascinating yeah. to me, you know? And so yeah. 
I imagine that that's no, I think sometimes that that's totally fair. what comes yeah. up for people is like, they're like, this is not my role. Like I'm not, I'm not a politician, like blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. I think that, mm-hmm. um, so that's, I think why, why it's inspiring. And it just, to me, just shows like the, how big the wave got. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it got big enough to get the like, you know, mainstream yeah, people, yeah. not just the people who are already maybe a little bit more political because they're more marginalized in their music and, and in their yeah, like social totally. position. So, I mean, the situation in Puerto Rico, like, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot that has to change to really, um, yeah, to really change the the course. But I think the fact that people felt like they could have a say and sort of say like, you know, basta, like we're just, we're not, this is too much. Like we, we can't support this is a huge deal, you know? So yeah. I yeah. Really I feel like up next we need to get Bad Bunny on like saying no a la junta and like cancela la deuda, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> right. all these other right. like, what are the next right. asks. What are the next, yeah. the next asks? You know, those are the harder ones, right? Then like it's, it's easy right. to target one person and get them to resign, even though that was like a huge win and that would not have happened otherwise. But it's in some ways easier than like the bigger work of like, how does this country actually reshape its right. future? Like, you know? Stop being like bajo el yugo de la, del poder colonial. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I, I mean, I'm thinking a lot about you know, Puerto Rico and, and the Caribe and Miami and whatever right now, because we've just entered into hurricane season and like, we just had yeah. that. And the Bahamas just had that really horrible storm that really like destroyed parts of the islands. And, um, and Puerto Rico is still really, really, really vulnerable because even two years later, a lot of people haven't even been to be able to rebuild. So, um, I'm definitely like holding all of that as we're like yeah. entering into this, you know, this season that's really risky for, for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Also, as an aside, can I just say that, like, all these pictures of, like, Bad Bunny Revolucionario <laughs> launched my crush on Bad Bunny to, like, completely irrational <laughs> levels. <laughs> completely irrational. I regret to report that it's just out of control now. So what does it look like for your crush to be get, getting to these new heights? Like, Well, so there was that pull this like uh, you know these pictures of like revolutionary mm-hmm. bad bunny and then mm-hmm. the cuidado por ahí video drops mm. and it's like <laughs> you feels like every single one of my tropical goth dreams i'm right. just like you just like looked right. inside of like the deepest recesses of my psyche and we're like what veronica needs is right. like a tropi goth reggaeton video <laughs> You know, and I was, so I feel like I've just been like watching that video a lot. There's this one video still where like Bad Bunny is wearing this like bear ears balaclava somehow, Mm. which like, and he's like, you know, singing into the camera and he's like got it turned up. And like, it's just like, there's this one like shot that I like screenshot is just like his lips, like right up to the fucking camera lens. And I just, like, stare at it sometimes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. We should, I'm telling you. Yeah. Let's put the Cuidado Por Ahí video in the show notes so people can check it out if you haven't l- watched oh it. It's pretty extra. It's, like, I feel like it's, like, thriller meets, like, horror movie meets, like, like wrestling, right? Like, there's just so many different Def- things. Yes, Bad Bunny put fucking wrestling makeup on, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, like the <laughs> queers went out of control. My friend, I was like, I think that like that. I tweeted something about like this image being like, I can tell that Bad Bunny needs a femme top in his life, and I fucking <laughs> right. volunteer as oh tribute. Oh my god! Oh my god! And then, and then All right. All right. <laughs> 
other friend of mine was like support group for people who want it for queers who want to top bad bunny and goth makeup so good it's so good but that no that was a great meme um and also that video made you like jay balvin a little bit more right because he got weird along with bunny yeah i liked i mean i liked his role on that video i liked that he was weird with bad bunny but oh I mean, if I'm being honest, I feel like Jay Balvin's kind of dead weight. Like, ball, like bunny, <laughs> Bad Bunny needs to cut him off. You're so harsh. You're so harsh. I just don't think you, you mean, appreciate his contributions. I think that they... He's fine. He's fine. But, like, in terms, like, on every level, Bad Bunny's got him beat. I mean, you never... You were never a big... You've always been on Team Bad Bunny, so, like, that's not surprising. You know? That's yeah. Surprising. You've never... You know, I mean, when, like... I almost came out like that, like first big J Balvin hit. I was about it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, we did go see him together. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you got your like goth tropical fantasy dreams met by that video. I thought it was super weird. <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? But, yeah, I think a lot of people were like, what the fuck? And I'm just like injected into my veins. You're like here for the weird. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I lost my mind. Mm-hmm. Well, let's continue on our summer catch-up, yeah? Yep, yep. So, so not yeah. everything that was happening over the summer was amazing and inspiring. There's also some really intense shit that happened, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about what happened in El Paso. And, um, you know, I think that the role of music there is also important, um, specifically around the role of the song Amor Eterno by Juan Gabriel. Um, let's get started by taking a listen. La tristeza y de mis ojos que lloran en silencio por tu amor me miro en el espejo y veo en mi rostro el tiempo que he sufrido por tu adiós Obligo a que te olvide el pensamiento pues siempre estoy pensando en el Prefiero estar dormido que despierto de tanto y tanto que me duele que no estés como quisiera que tú vivieras que tus ojitos jamás se hubieran cerrado nunca So folks probably already know what happened in El Paso earlier this summer, which is that there was a mass shooting at a Walmart that was intentionally, it was like a white supremacist who intentionally was targeting um, Latinx folks. So like a really, really horrific um racially motivated mass shooting scary as fuck dude horrible just like scary and like unnerving and like i don't know dude it makes you like this dude like he wasn't even from el paso he traveled seven hours in a fucking car to shoot a latinx place 
yeah. right? Like a place where he knew that it would be really unlikely that he would get like white people. Yeah. And it's just like it makes it so scary to like go to like big Latino events where like is there going to be it's just like really fucked up yeah. and like just a really really sad indication of I don't know just the the cost of like the years of nasty political discourse that has been coming from our top elected officials. Yeah, it has real consequences. Yeah, it has real consequences. No, I mean, it's really horrific and it's sort of hard to even know how to, how to make sense of it because it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like, right. It's like, right. This kind of extreme like racism and xenophobia and like violence just doesn't make sense. And we're in a moment where the people in power are fueling it rather than doing anything to try and um, minimize it, you know? And so there's so many different aspects to that from like gun policy, but also like what is the um, FBI doing? Who's being tracked or monitored around like white supremacist activity and like that stuff that a lot of that work has been kind of shut down by this administration and whatever they're targeting, you know, black activists instead. Like it's just, there's so many different layers to it. Exactly. There's so many different so layers many to different it. Layers. And then yeah, there's just like, and like Yeah. Yeah, and like right when that was happening, there was also all these raids in Mississippi, all these like Happened huge like, immigration raids or like, like hundreds s- and hundreds the of The next people. week. Yeah, it was like six yeah. days, or four days after, which I'm just like it just I mean the cruel cruelty is like the point, you know? I feel like cruelty is the yeah. point. Like it's mm-hmm. just I think somebody but, wrote an article with that like headline earlier this summer, like cruelty is a point or even long, actually a while ago, but about this administration, like they're actually trying to be inhumane and like trying to terrorize a population of people. Like that's what they're trying to do. Yep. And so, you know, this song was part of um, a lot of the response to the shooting in El Paso, like people's mourning and their sort of attempts to process and the vigils that were held to support and honor the people who died, and um, yeah, and, so, and they're healing too, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about music, right? That it, and this this reminds me of what happened after Pulse, right? Where you and I felt very like emotional about it because it was such a targeted um, thing at specifically the queer and trans Latinx community, and so you know, music was a huge part of both the moment itself because it was at a club, but also like the time after and what it, what it felt like to process had to do a lot with like music and we were focused a lot on the music that we were listening to and in response to what happened. And I think that's a similar thing has happened with this Juanga song for folks in El Paso and like the relationship to, um, yeah, to just mourning. I mean, the song is really about mourning, you know, in the way that it's yeah. been used in this moment. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I mean, and I think that, just like when El Paso happened, you know, music is part of like this whole process of the mourning, of the healing, of all of it. So, um, you know, I'm glad that we have something that like, you know, some sort of like place where we can pour our emotions into. And and Amor Eterno by Juanga is really um, a song that we can do that with. Yeah. And we'll put a link in the show notes to an article by... Eduardo from um, Remescla, because he's from El Paso, and so he wrote about the tragedy and went to El Paso and did some reporting about what people are doing in response. So if you want to read from somebody's perspective who's, you know, very intimately connected to the the community there, it's really um, important and heartbreaking. Yeah, totally. 
Totally. Yep. Ooh, what a summer. What I a know. summer. I know. It's just, there's been so much. There's been so much. I know. I feel like just, you know, the world is on fire as per usual. And, um, you know, like in personal lives also, I feel like, you know, as always, right? People are always having, like going through their own personal shit all the time. I yeah. had like a really wildly... Um, emotional summer. I broke mm-hmm. up with my partner of like 11 years, which was intense. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, there's also, I don't know if it's because of that, but that I'm noticing or if this really happened this summer, but there are so many breakup songs. Mm-hmm. Like, not like sad ones, but like triumphant breakup yeah. songs. <laughs> They're always there. You just weren't, you weren't, you weren't ready for them. Maybe they've, I just wasn't been ready there. for them. They've yeah, been I just like wasn't paying attention. I was like, is I have this summer have a lot of them? Or like, have they all? <laughs> yeah. No, they've been, they've been around, but I'm glad that they were speaking to you in this moment. You know, I think that's really important. Well, Speaking of triumphant breakup songs, yeah, this yeah. next song is a triumphant breakup song, and it's really done a lot for me this summer. Yeah. This is called Otro Trago, and it's by Sech. Everybody go to the happy about such yeah I am like so um I think my guess is that most of you if you're listening regularly to that the next music that you know about such because such the song has reached the so- the top spot of the billboard Spanish yeah. language charts yeah and I just think it's so amazing and really overdue to have a dark-skinned Afro-Panameño taking that spot. Yeah. It's really, really great. It's about time. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, on this podcast, we've talked a bunch before about like how it's been just like such a Blanquito game lately, especially like in the pop reggaeton, top of the Mm -hmm. charts space, right? And like, mm-hmm. you know, racism and colorism in the industry are super fucking real. So just like seeing Sech get this kind of success has been like so, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. I like his vibe too. I feel like he's, it's, 
he's got a really different energy than some of these other dudes right now. You know, yeah. like he's kind of like chill and like really, I don't know. I'm just reflecting on like watching the video for this song and like, yeah, he's just, he's bringing his own um, approach to this. That's, you know, he's not the super tatted weirdo or, you know, like all these guys have some, a little bit of their own thing and, and I like what he's bringing. I think you're right. I think he's like bringing something a little bit different to the table. I saw this like also, I saw this, um, he went into Genius and did like a little sort of like acapella session. Mm. And bitch, he is talented. That voice mm. like is his like, voice. Yeah. <clears throat> his voice is like for real, you know? And it, like, I don't know. It's just, I I just like what, one thing that I, I really appreciate about him is, is what you said, you know, like bringing something just like slightly different to the table. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's, I'm glad that it's getting its due. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the remix of the song? I like the remix, but like, you know, sometimes I'm okay with remixes and sometimes I just like, I heard the original and I fell in love with the original yeah. and just like, yeah. I'm partial to that for no other reason other than I heard it first, which I yeah. think is the case yeah. with this one. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, I think that oftentimes the remixes bring in a bunch of other people and so the original showcases the artist a little bit more deeply. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. his voice more for deeply. Sure. But yeah, I freaking love the song. So have you made a... Are you into making like themed playlists? Like, have you made a breakup playlist, or is that just? Um, me? <laughs> I did make like a one really angry, like petty playlist mm, once, but like that did. was for like my most yeah. intense pettiest mm, moments. That and was, that was now moment. I'm really just like focusing on finding joy that has nothing to do with that or That's what beautiful. you know my previous relationship. You know, I feel like, you know. I don't really, I'm not really, like, I'm not really thinking about my ex. I'm thinking yeah. about me. And uh, so I'm not like having breakup playlists. I'm having yeah. like, you know, sexy playlists. I'm awesome. having, you know, yeah. summer playlists. Right. I'm right. having, beautiful. you know, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. To hear yeah. That. Although shout out to Setch for his role in my healing this summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I find that oftentimes there's like one song that really hits me in that moment when I'm like really in my feels about a breakup and I've made breakup playlists, but I don't actually go to them very often you know yeah it'll be like one like song a, that just hits in the right moment i definitely feel like that song for me was la vida es así by evie queen mm. and i was like mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was it i was like you know what sabes que te lo regalo <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> yeah you know uh, yep keep mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. keep that mess mm -hmm. um yep I'm proud but, of But, yeah, no, such was great. <laughs> such was great. Um, but one thing that I did really want to bring up in yeah. sort of in relation to such and more really in relation to, like, race and, like, the Urbano scene is that, like, if you've been on Twitter or paying attention to, you know, sort of some of, like, the quote-unquote discourse is that there's this, like, swirling conversation about Rosalia and her role in Latin music and... You know, we're not here to discuss whether she's Latina or not because she's just factually not. You know, like y'all yeah. can find me. Spanish artists yeah. to the show because they're not they're not Latinx. Like that's that's right. our definition. It's like Latin right. America. So like if you don't if you believe otherwise, then maybe this isn't the podcast for you, right? But uh, I think like the more interesting conversation Perez and I were talking about is that like you know the fact that there's all this English language press breathlessly covering Rosalia when mm -hmm. like Sech literally has the biggest Spanish language song in the country and is not getting anywhere near as much coverage. Yeah. But like that's what pisses me off. Not mm -hmm. like you know like yes like 
Rosalia is not Latina. Yes, like she's like somehow we're having like some like European Spaniard that's like become the female face of the Urbano movement to a lot of these gringo journalists. She's which not. Is, she's not the face of this movement at all. No, no, but true. like gringo journalists who don't know anything about Latin media, like are like, oh yeah, you know, she's yeah. Latina, and like her management isn't doing anything to like disabuse them of that notion, right? Like I don't feel like they don't give a fuck as long as they're profiting, they're fine. Right. 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 But, but yeah, so, I mean, I think that that's annoying to me. And, like, I think while I'm also super about having, like, nuanced discussions about, like, what a ridiculous social construct race is, right, and the ways that it changes across geography and time, um, I feel like I really want us to keep that same energy for supporting black artists in Urbano, right? right? Yeah. And... I, I did a thread on Twitter when sort of like the at the peak of like all of this discourse um, that that I can link for y'all on the newsletter. So sign up for the newsletter. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, you know, where I'm, you know, talking about folks like, yeah, y'all got to support Sesh. Y'all got to support Nino Agustin. You got to support Meli. You got to support Joy Santana. Like get it together, people. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we spend so much time discussing how whack white people are and like. Yes, there's a place for that, but, like, let's not spend all of our time on energy on whiteness, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, let's give our attention right. where it's deserved. Right. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what he does next. I really like... Me too. I feel like, I feel like this song um, really falls into what I am calling, like, easy listening reggaeton. <laughs> and, like, not in a bad <laughs> way. Like, <laughs> yeah, we need to come up with, like, a better way, because I feel like I easy listening has a little bit of, like, a... I like uh, a Muzak, a, a, Muzak. A bat, yeah, like a Muzak yeah. reference. Which I was like, I that's know. not. I know that's not what you mean. <laughs> I, I don't mean it in a negative way at all. I'm totally. It's 100 percent um, a pot. Like I don't have anything negative about this this type of music. But I feel like I know I hear you. But it also like everyone gets what you mean when you say that, you know. But yeah, there's just like a chillness to this um, to this song, and it's like you can dance to it, but it's like it's not like the hitting really hard kind of perreo. It's more like the smooth, like a little bit sexier, a little bit like chiller, you know, which is, I think a little bit of his vibe too, like what he's bringing when you watch the video. So, um, I don't know. I really like it. And I think it, it adds, yeah, for sure. there's just so much, you know, when people are like, Oh, it all sounds the same. That's just like such, so not true. And these kinds of nuances, yeah. I think really, um, I get excited about the ways in which the genre is continuing to evolve. And, and this, I really like this mood basically. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. It's a great mood. I'm here for it. I can't wait what Setch has, you know, cooked up for us next. Yeah, yeah, and I hope he's getting a lot of money from the attention. And Me like the, too. I hope that that, I don't know how those things translate these days. I mean, he's probably getting a lot of, like, YouTube play money. I think people make good money off of some YouTube ads, so I don't know how that works, but I'm hoping he's getting his coins because this is some good shit. Absolutely. So that's a good transition to my um, last pick for this episode um, because it's also kind of often falls into what I would consider easy listening reggaeton. So this song <laughs> itself is actually not within that category of his music, but this artist, I feel like, has a lot of stuff in that same category. But this song is um, called Que de Malo, and it's by Farruko. <laughs> Sé que yo no soy bueno para ti. Uh, 
Aunque sufres todo lo que sufres Y siempre anda alejándote de mí Qué malo en quererte como yo te quiero Regalarte una flor y vivir para ti Consolar a tu alma si busca consuelo en mí Qué de malo en amarte como yo te amo Caminar de tu mano y morir para ti Refugiado en un mundo de amor inventado por mí ¿Será acaso que él jamás se enamoró? Que a mis años nunca tuvo un amor Que hay de malo en soñar Que hay de malo en reír Que hay de malo en ser joven y beber Que hay de malo en amar Que hay de malo en sentir Que hay de malo en cantar solo por ti Que hay de malo en So I brought Faruko because I actually saw him in concert a couple of weekends ago, um, and it was really, I really enjoyed it. And I've, you know, he's a, he's a name that's come up on this show before. He's definitely like a, a relatively big name in Puerto Rican reggaeton. He's been around for a couple of decades. Um, but I hadn't spent a lot of time with his music, really, until he came up um, And he, he came to perform at this venue that maybe we've talked about here before called Wolf Trap, which is in Virginia. And it's cool because it's like a national park and it's this really pretty outdoor venue. It has really good acoustics. But like they never have, like their acts, their lineup is super white. Like their lineup is really, really white. And so if you go to a show of like a white mainstream artist, the crowd mir mirrors that in many ways and it's like a very white crowd. But every year, usually they have like one Latinx artist and I always try to go, like I've seen Prince Royce there, which was amazing. Veto and I, we went and saw Buena Vista Social Club there. So like usually like Super once fun. a summer, yeah, once a summer they'll have a Latinx act. And it's so amazing because it just totally transforms um, the vibe, the crowd. And like you go and you sit on the lawn basically and you get to like bring your own food and your own booze and have your own little like picnic and listen to music. And, um, and I just love, love, love the crowd. It just, it brings out like, You know, DC has a very large like Latinx population, but it's not necessarily you can see. You have to kind of go to specific areas to really feel it. Um, and so it's just, I, I just love um, when it's kind of, it feels like a takeover a little bit. And so this was pretty cool because, you know, the DC metro area is very Central American. Like Salva El Salvador is like the largest um, population of Latinos in this area. But, um, but there are people from other places, obviously. And so it felt like every single Puerto Rican in the DMV, in the, in the broader DC area were like at Wolf Trap that night. <laughs> and there were like a lot of people with flags and it was super <laughs> sweet. So I picked this Amazing. song. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Shout out to Sarah and Joshua who um, went to the show with me. Um, oh, and their friend Mari who I had never met and was a fan of the show. So <laughs> that was fun. Um, nice. So this song is a little bit random. It's from last August. Um, and I liked it because it was like I started, I listened to it and I was like, wait, this sounds familiar. And then it took me a a little bit to realize that this is a cover of a Jetty Rivera salsa classic. And so I kind of just liked him sort of turning this around and making it into something really different. I feel different. like I would not have realized that if he yeah. hadn't said that. It did it not no. sound familiar. Yeah. I was, no, it I didn't. Was, <laughs> I think I'm also like, when I, I was like, I had to go to the Jerry Rivera song. I was like, have I heard this Jerry okay. Rivera song? And then like yeah. once I went to the song, I'm like, okay, I know this song. You know the song. But yeah. I think like probably just not well enough that I would have ever recognized right, it. Right. And like I feel this, like I, especially yeah. something like this. I feel like Jerry Rivera, like 
that era of salsa, it was like I was inundated with it as a child because of the timing and like my father's music interests and stuff like that. So yeah, right. it's all very familiar to me. Yeah. When we were in the car on the way to the Faruko show, I played this song for, for Sarah and Joshua and their friend Mari. And I was like, can anybody like guess the reference? Like can anybody, can, can anybody hear what this is a cover of? And they were like making salsa guesses, but nobody got Jerivera. But then when I said it, they're like, oh yeah, you know? So yeah, it's also not one of his like biggest hits, I don't think, but Right, right. But I liked, I like liked that. Amores como el nuestro or anything. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I really liked that, like, reference back to that salsa classic. And, like, I don't know that there's a lot of, like, Urano artists who are, like, referencing salsa. You know, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. So I thought I'd bring it. It's a little bit, uh, I think it's a little bit weird, but I like it. And so Faruko's interesting because he, I think he does a lot... I mean, he's a reggaeton artist, but this is definitely like references reggae in a, in a more specific way. That's not just the way in which it's used in reggaeton. So I don't, you know, I don't have much to say about that, except just like to note it, that it's a little bit different, I think, than some of his like peers and contemporaries. But yeah, yeah. So I think a little bit, one of the things I wanted to say about the show, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I love the vibe. The outfits were amazing. I mean, I love it. These women show up at this like outdoor concert wearing like really high heels. And I'm just like, how are you going to handle this? Like, I appreciate it so much. You know, the like commitment to the outfit. It was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Um, you got to be careful in the out of doors with those heels. I know. Especially I mean, the stilettos, they sink. It's possible that nobody told them where they were going, you know, can't stop it, but people <laughs> made it work. People made it work. Um, but yeah, it was, it was super sweet. And, um, but, you know, Faruko is this, like, light-skinned artist. Like, I don't know who his people are, but, like, you know, he's pretty light-skinned. I would say that I would be surprised to know that he identifies as, like, Afro-Latino. Um, but he really, like, relies heavily on, I think, Afro, not even Latino, like, just, like, African and Afro sort of Caribbean aesthetics. And um, there was, like, a video at the beginning of the whole concert and there's a black woman like narrating it. And it's all about Gangali, which is the name of his album that came out this spring. So this was a tour for that album. And there's a lot of really great tracks on that album, a lot of really good songs. Um, <clears throat> and I think the, the the sense I get from it is that it's like trying to sort of do this like maybe Afrofuturistic thing about like a place in the Caribbean or like a tropical island. It has a very like Rasta vibe to it aesthetically. It doesn't like reference that that term specifically, but has a lot of also has a lot of like weed reference elements to it, which I think is part of the easy listening reggaeton a little bit is like this is the music mm. you listen to like when you're really high versus like when you're trying to like turn it up, you know. But um so I don't know. I just it left me with a lot of questions, more questions than answers. But given what you were just saying about you know colorism and reggaeton and like the fact that so many of the artists who are really popular are super light skinned and um, how do you navigate those kinds of uh, yeah those kinds of lines and complications? And so you know I don't really have anywhere to land with it, but it just definitely like sat there watching and being like, okay, I'm not sure. You know I'm not sure what he's trying to do, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Given that I don't think that he's like Afro Latino. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of those questions. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Um, I will say all his dancers were, he had four dancers and they were all, um, black folks. So that was something, at least in terms of paying, if you're going to do this kind yes, of appropriation, yeah, at least like pay the right people, pay, pay black artists to be part of your show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's, that was leaving me with some questions, but, um, but he's also like really talented and I really, really enjoyed his music and it does have a really chill vibe. It has a really like upbeat vibe. It's like super happy. It's like easy to listen to. It's like fun. You like dance a little bit, but it's not super intense. Um, 
And yeah, the Gangali album has a lot of hits on it, including one of his biggest hits, I think, in a really, really long time, which is the Con Calma remix that he was a part of that actually got like way bigger than mm. the original song. I probably heard that this summer as well. It was super fun. So I basically just wanted to talk about going to that show. It was like, I think the only live music I saw this summer, maybe. I guess I went and saw Evie Queen, which was toward the end, I think the beginning of the summer. And that one, so I'd mentioned that that show went really, really late. Like Evie Queen was being a super diva and came on at like 1.30 in the morning. And the other thing right. I appreciate <laughs> about Wolf Trap is because it's a park and they oh, have like it's outdoors. strict n- w- noise ordinances. That shit starts on time <laughs> and ends at 10.30. <laughs> so it's like kind of the only context in which you can probably see reggaeton and be in bed by midnight. <laughs> like I just don't think that <laughs> normally happens. <sighs> washed life (laughs) yeah it's a whole you know some of us work on saturday mornings and it's hard to be (gasps) up till 2 30 in the morning even if you want to see very real yeah so it was a it was a fun little late summer evening so what's your last pick for this episode my last pick for this episode is a song that i've been really just like wearing out these last few weeks of (laughs) summer like just haven't stopped your your Um, record is getting frayed (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So la vaina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but take a listen. Tell me what you think. This is Rasta Barbie and it's by Gigolo y la Ex. Cuando quiera chumarme. Come chocolo. Gigolo punto la E, la Ex. Dice come en el panty con el punto al lado y ella que tiene su presa. Yo voy a salir esta noche, no le esperé. No se va sola, se va con un par de mujeres. Más tú tranquila, que yo nervioso si tienen vertido en el cuerpo. Más tú un coso, mami, más dime que lo. Me dicen que bailas en el tubo y los billetes que te llueven los recoges en Q. Tú no necesitaste ninguno. Y se rumora que tú eres maniática sexual. No pareciendo un guiar, si le quieres dar, le tienes que gastar. Ella no se vende, pero la puedes comprar. El precio no lo tiene, le tiene que preguntar. Se ve bien y se porta mal, porque ella es una criminal. Una rasta Barbie que fuma como Marley. Y lo prende antes de desayunar. La capela sin el plástico. Mala conducta, yo te voy a dar con el lado. Tú quieres castigo, yo te doy castigo. Sin anabólico, mami, yo soy orgánico. La E, la ex. Si no mira el payaso, no está en nada. Mírala como le gusta el boom boom hasta pa' otra atrás, wiki wiki Tú estás bien duro y sabes que yo estoy a tu nivel Te voy a poner la esposa y vas pa' mi cuarto, no pa' el cuartel Tú eres curiosa, serpiente venenosa El pezón en la camisa se te nota So, I really, really, really am into this song. I'm really, um, I'm into this group. I've thought that maybe it brought Digli Laixe before to Radio Menea, but because there was a song that they had a couple of summers ago that I was also really into. But it turns out we haven't. Diolo was born in San Juan, but his parents are Dominican, and Laixe was born in the Bronx, also to Dominican parents. And they're just like an urbano duo that's out there doing their thing. And I really, really enjoy on this song, there's this like super minimalist production. And I feel like a lot of the songs that I've been really into like late this summer have like sort of been part of this micro trend that I'm noticing towards like really minimalist production where there's just like a heavy fucking bass with a dembo and then like maybe one more layer of a melody and like 
de ahí muy poco. You know, mm. like just the lyrics, right? So I, I feel like similarly to writing about really complicated things with really accessible language, I feel like it's really difficult to make a minimalist beat that just like has not a lot of elements, but like really fucking hits. Yeah. That shit's hard. So I really admire that. And I'm a sucker for like well-executed minimalist production. Mm-hmm. And this one really hits for me, but I've, it's not the only one, you know, like I've been listening to, like there's a song by Juan Canbrai called Prendelo, which is sort of like that. Um, there's a song by like Medio Pico, Medio Piki and Adrián Igual called La Calle Botafuego, which is like a little bit less minimalist, but sort of on that tip and like a little weirder, mm-hmm. but like Perreito by Mariah. Uh, I just like, I feel like there's all of these songs that like are sort of like on that tip. And I was like, hmm, is this like a micro trend? Cause I could get into this if it was like right. a new, a new way that some, um, some, reggaeton was going so right i'm super fucking into it also like shout out to like all my weed heads out there i'm not really one <laughs> but no. shout out to same rasta barbies <laughs> <laughs> yeah although rasta is not just about weed it's actually a spiritual i know philosophy. i know i know that's <laughs> like a sort of whack because they're like they're they're also Marijuana like barbie conflating <laughs> that yeah exactly yeah. one thing with another thing it's not exactly the same thing but yeah, I think this summer, same, yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. This summer, um, like a couple weeks ago, uh, my friend Ellie and I had a weekend that we spent together. You know, she lives in New York, but she's in the Bronx. So basically, it's like this long distance friendship. And when we <laughs> hang out, we just make it's plans real. to spend the whole weekend in each other's borough, you know, like. <laughs> It's like and a we our commute, so hell yeah, <laughs> we did like our best to wear this song out. Like mm. we were just like, I played it for her on Friday evening, and she's like, "Bitch, yes, let's play it again." And I was like, "Great, I'm glad you're one of those people." Yeah, and then like I'm the next day, we went to the beach, and like on the car ride, we played it like four times. Got mm-hmm. some pupusas, got some pupusas, played it four more times on the beach. Played it about. <laughs> it's just like out of control, and like yeah. I haven't gotten to the end of it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah, do you play, play songs over and over again? Oh, oh, absolutely. I almost like lost my like one of my close friends in high school over it because I would <laughs> I would drive her to sc- I would drive her to school in the mornings. I'd pick her up and give her a ride to high school, and she was so over me. I'm I'm like embarrassed to say what it was because my music tastes then were kind of trash. But I was just like <laughs> listening to certain things over and over and over again, especially if I'm in my feelings about something. Oh my god, oh be a song my god, that gets played like Spotify is gonna be like. Listen, you're embarrassing yourself, you know. <laughs> We're gonna cut you off, girl. <laughs> yeah, it's time to it's time to call your therapist or something. I don't know. But yeah, I definitely listen to songs that I love like over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This sure. is one of them. There's another one that I am also like really on right now, but oh that's uh, th- we've got planned we've got that song planned for another episode. So Yeah, don't um, worry, we're gonna, gonna catch to you up on, on more of what we were listening to this summer and the things you might have missed. So that's coming. That's coming. I feel like you, I mean, your, your weekend with Ellie was like all about the beach. I feel like you got to really live your beach life this summer too. I did. I did. I lived my beach life this summer. I was just like, no holds barred. Like, you know, the ocean is a healing place for me. Mm -hmm. There's like Mm -hmm. nowhere in the world to me that feels like the ocean. Like Mm. it's just part of, I feel like it's how I grew up. It's like my ancestry. Mm -hmm. It's like everything, you know, Mm. like it's just like nothing feels like you know like also like i'm an immigrant and like i've never felt home really 
anywhere mm. since I was like ripped from my homeland. Um, but <laughs> uh, but I feel like the ocean is the closest to that feeling that I ever get, and it's like mm. so healing to me. So yeah. I made it a really big point to go as much as possible this summer. Yeah, yeah, I can see it made a difference, and we actually got to go together, which was really sweet. To um, really re-speech, yeah, we I came to New York for like a retreat to focus on like doing really minute like back back kind of back end stuff, and then we ended up actually just spending a day at the beach, just like reconnecting as friends, which was really sweet too. It's like important it part of this really, really work, good. and yeah, I'm really glad I got to go re- to re-speech with you. I like understand why you're obsessed with it, and I've been mm-hmm. telling everybody I know that they need to go because it's just like amazing queer and trans sort of magical place. So I'm glad I got to magical, the magical totally. Thank you all so so I much know. for sticking with Thanks us for and for coming joining back. Us. Yeah, we're so excited to yeah to be back in the game. Hopefully you enjoyed the like replays. We did some encore episodes while we were gone, and it seems like y'all took a listen. So thank you for that. And yeah, we've got some stuff that we'll be talking more about. I think as the fall continues and some things we're trying to to work out. We're about to launch a new website we got some other things in the works we got some new merch that we're working on so um we're excited to be back kind of in it and sharing all that with you so thanks for sticking with us and waiting for us to have our little descansito thank you thank you thank you and we're back in action so we have lots of good shit planned for you stay tuned yeah and as always you can find all the information about these songs in the show notes at rileymanea.com um, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And yeah, if you want to be on our email newsletter, there's a link to sign up in the bio. Every Friday we send an email with our latest episode and also some extra links and things that we're listening to, little tidbits and things to share with you. So um, check that out. Thanks for listening, babies. Hasta la próxima. Ciao. De guayar en los Z. Si va pa' dentro, me voy a poner la carreta. Pero a capela no me voy. Por si algo caso hoy. Hablo cuanto arriba sin bajar la guardia como Floyd. Me tienes desorientado. Fumándome todo este pasto del doctor recetado. Un perreo sucio como para los tiempos de Iki. Como llave, bien bellaco. Wiki, wiki. Lo diabla con la mano en la pared. Mezclando la rola con pique. Y el abuso se acabó. Botamos pa' el carajo a Ricky. Perreo intenso pa' que mueves en el calle. Pa' que mueves el quitro y también te subo el traje. Quiero guayarte de besita, no le bajes las pastillas que te gustan y el pastor también te traje. Pa' castigarte por tu mala conducta. Y triste a tu amiga que ese culo te me gusta. Pa' que me brinque como al este en la justa. Y yo corre como Coulson si la veña llega y busca. Yo un cabo, 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 un c